Hello folks, welcome to the broadcast. I'm your host here at Revival Now, John Saxbury. I want to come to you today about throwing away the rotten fruit. The rotten fruit in your life. The people that people don't understand that they're the thing the things that they think they're entitled to, you're really not. The Bible simply says about talks about self-control, talks about peace, talks about keeping yourself under control, not provoking people and not it, it goes on and on. I'm going to go on in this thing here in just a minute. I just want to extend. The reason why I didn't go live was for the rest of last week was in, was in, in memory of President George Bush. I want to extend my heartfelt condolences to the Bush family, uh, to George W., to Jeb, to his brothers, to all their, grand, all their grandkids, all their distant family. I want to say my condolences, my deepest condolences to them. Uh, yesterday I wasn't on because I was spending some quality time with my son. Just felt like spending a Sunday with him. We just sat there and just laid around and just played video games and had fun. Sometimes it's good to just be bad and just hang around. To just be, it's good all the time actually. It's just with the things and that go on on a day-to-day basis, it's, it's hard to be a parent in this, in this day and age. I mean, when you, it's important to just take a break down and just spend some time with them. You know, just sit there and, and just sit there and play games with them or do something with your kids. You know, God's also anointed me to be able to be a dad on top, above everything, above, along with being a husband. So I'm going to get on with this message. I'm going to talk about throwing away the rotten fruit. Today's message. I just wanted to. I just felt like this is this is in the season in the Christmas season we're in. I'm I'm doing this. This is part of the Christmas series I'm doing. It's about heartfelt, heart changing giving. Part of the giving we should we should do is by giving the fruit of the spirit. And with that, we got to throw away the rotten fruit. It's not going to do you any good. Amen. All right. If you go with me to the book of Galatians, chapter five. In verse 22, 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these things there are no there is no law. I mean, the law the law is written in love, basically. The law, the law, the laws, the laws, the laws of God were written in love, because He loves us that much that He doesn't want to see us fall into those things. Amen. <clears throat> Against this, there is no law. And Jews who belong, and those who belong to Christ Jesus, have crucified the flesh. And its passions and desires. That means everything that you that you that, that's driving you, driving your flesh, and working your flesh. You need to crucify that thing. That gets crucified. That feels wrong. People will say, "Well, I'm entitled to my opinions." No, you're not. Not according to this word. You're not. When Jesus died on that cross, you were. Yeah, all that was crucified. People say, "Well, I'm. In, I should be able to express what I feel. I should be doing." I, no, you shouldn't. Not every expression is good. It's being driven by your flesh. It's being driven by your emotions. The Bible says to control your emotions. Get your emotions. We're to control our emotions. We're to control the way we think and feel. We're to control the way we 
react to others and the way we treat others in that matter. And this is an important time of year that we need to learn how to treat people. Um, and, and a lot of things that we, we do, we get in the rush of life where we just forget how to have compassion on others, how to have patience with other people, how to have have mercy and how to have grace upon them people. Amen. And in verse 25, go down to verse and then we go down to verse 25. And if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. You mean those who are live born again, if you're truly born again, you gotta live by the Spirit. You can't just be living in this state of rage, this state of constant anger. This state of constant on edge about everything. This, I mean, this society is riddled with anxiety, and with a lot of it's a lot of it's brought on, self brought on, because people have want want now, or they they don't they don't know how to govern their emotions where they're where they can bring peace in their life, and they can they can they can instill that peace. They they can bring they they allow the Holy Spirit to bring peace, and. To settle their life and make them feel calm and cool, to calm them and and to bring such a place of joy where the where the presence of God surrounds them, where nothing can touch them. And if we we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited. That means people who are thinking highly of themselves, people who think that they're above everyone. You think you're above everyone? You're not. I see it in churches. All I've seen it in churches for years. People walk around like they're above everyone because they've been in that church for a number of years. You're not. You're not anybody. You're just a member. You're just a member of the body of the Christ, of the body of Christ, just like me and everybody else. God doesn't care about your years there. It's not like Jesus is like the teamster boss. Where there's a seniority list, and you got and you got you got to have the right pecking order. That's not how it works. God's no selector of persons. You know the same. The person who was born again 50 years ago, he treats no different than the person that was born two seconds, born again two seconds ago. God doesn't look at time. God's not bound by time. Time doesn't even exist to God. So how do you think? What do you think? That, that your days, your, your all your years that you chop, you you chalk up and you walk around like you run the place because you've been there for a certain amount of years. God's not impressed by that. Conceding, provoking one another, people who provoke, provoke people who I've, I've seen people they do nothing but provoke other people, and they just do it because they just feel like it. I mean, they just do it because it's like a lightning bolt goes off in their head and they just want to want to provoke people, provoke people, provoke people. That's that's witchcraft. That's manipulation. That's mental manipulation. That's control. That's from the deep. That's from the pit of hell. You gotta cat get that thing cast out. Amen. Envying one another. People that are jealous. Jealousy. Oh, jealousy. I've seen churches where they're jealousy they they get jealous over positions. They were jealous over the senior pastor, and they would fight and get to take them out, fighting each other to take take out the senior pastor. What for? What good was it? What what could they bring in? What do they got that they could bring to the table that he could bring? I mean, seriously. I mean, I, my my pastor Josh Shelton, he's got a weight on his shoulders. So does his father. 
I would never want that position thrown on him or try to take that from him, take that weight that was was put on intended for him and put on me. I couldn't preach one of those messages that they preach on Sunday mornings. I couldn't preach nowhere near it. I know Pastor Rick has a gift of being pastoral, preaching pastoral messages, and he has that gift of switching over to the the prophetic and revival messages where that, that revivalist in him comes out. I've never seen anybody but two people, him and four people actually. Him, Rodney Howard Brown, Basil Howard Brown, and and uh, Gil Howard Brown, where they could switch out of that out of that mode. You know, not too many can. And Pastor Rod Parsons, another one too, where they could switch over into revival mode, into get into, into that revivalist anointing, where they could switch over and that and that and that revivalist comes out of them. Not many. There's not many that. I've seen that can do that. I mean, but it's a special gift, and and I wouldn't want to be jealous of them. You know, I support them, and I and I'm behind them. I mean, there's people that are jealous. If you you get a position, if somebody appoints you to do something in the church, and then this other person comes along, this Johnny from Lately comes in, and they start getting jealous, or this further person's been there, starts getting jealous over this person doing this thing, so they act like you you could. They act like the person's taking from them. It's not about any of us. Menace, serving in the house of God is not about any of us. Say that to me. It's not about me. It never will be about me. And it's going to remain about God only. Because when, when Jesus died on the cross, he died on the when he when he poured out his spirit, he didn't pour out his spirit so we could be jealous of one another's places in the king in the house of God. He he called us all to be in the he, when he when he poured out his spirit it was intended for all of us to do the work of ministry. All of us have that call that full time call to ministry. We don't, there, there, he doesn't play favorites with people. I'm so sick and tired of seeing people Christians thinking that that the pastor has to play favorites with them. He doesn't owe you anything. You know, there's been times where the pastor said, "Hey, we kind of got somebody here." Kind of change things up a little bit. Uh, how we're going to do things? We're going to just have you do something else. Is that be okay? That's fine. Put me wherever. I don't care if it's picking cigarette butts off the parking lot during church. It's serving in the kingdom of God. It is serving. You are serving God. You are not serving the pastor. You're not serving the the associate pastors. You're not serving the elders of the church. You're not serving the people there. You are serving people. The Bible talks about we have to be servants. Of, we have to be servants to those to the lost. And, and, and serve our community. It talks about serving those who are in need. That's a different type of serving. But we're all. But when you're born again, there shouldn't be any jealousy. There shouldn't be any envying or being strife or being being bitter towards somebody. Amen. Envying one another, that that jealousy, that jealousy thing is a is a bit, is a bad thing, because people think that they've been the church for a number of years. God could care, like I said, God could care less how long you've been in the church for. God don't care about that. God could care less if you've been in the church that many years. That's that's not what He operates under. 
we've got to we got to throw this fruit out. That's bad fruit. It does not. It does not bring anything to the table. It doesn't. It doesn't. It that that fruit that you bear is to be create is to create a goodness and a flavor for the Esau community. The people want to crave, and it creates a hunger, a hunger for the things of God. We've got to get back into the place where we're, we're, we're becoming, becoming appetizers for the things of God. We're not there to be, we're not there to be just, be the Holy Spirit. You know, yet the Bible says, tells it talks about the belief. If somebody gets born again. If there's anything in them, just cast it out. You know, if, you, if, if a person's got a demon in them after they've been born again, cast it out of them by all means. But don't be sitting there bullying the person. I've seen these people think that they're in deliverance ministry, and they would sit there and they would bully people into thinking there was something wrong with them so they can get them to come into their class because they didn't have enough members in them. And they just sit there and they would bully them. They would keep hounding them and, and tell them, making them think that there was stuff wrong with them that wasn't. They would invent things. I mean, that's, that's manipulation. That's not the fruit of the Spirit. I mean, that's not ministry at all. Ministry is being a, a demonstrator of the fruit of the Spirit of God. Just because you're part of some ministry does not make you all high and almighty and all powerful. They're not your disciples. They're not your people. They're not, people aren't less than you because they don't, want to go in, they don't feel like that that's what the God is, because they don't participate in it. I mean, I've seen where, they, where there's a deliverance ministry, there's like a, they called it a cleansing ministry, where they were fighting for, people were fighting for positions, they were bullying people into their class, making people think that there was something wrong with them when there wasn't. Bashing them up and making them feel and trying to manipulate them, trying to control them, and trying to and calling it discipleship. That is not discipleship. I'm sorry. Discipleship is all done in love. Discipleship. You're not their pastor. You're not their leader. You're not their ruler. You're their brother. You're their sister in Christ, and you're to love them through their their situation. And talk to them and walk them through it in love and walk through it in, with kindness and gentleness and everything that the fruit of the Spirit talks about. It ain't a cleansing ministry when you're when you're doing the opposite of that. When you're when you're out there when you're out there putting when you're out there putting people down. I mean, I've seen these people, the same people that were out there doing all this, acting holier than now and going out there and do this. I'd seen them totally act the total opposite in public. They'd go into a restaurant, chew the waiter out, chew the manager out, gotta pay, gotta go up there and try and, and or they would try to bully them, bully their way around in public because people that they thought people owed them because they're in this holy calling per se. That ain't not what ministry is all about. Ministry is serving the needs of the people and loving people, and not being not being hypocritical, not judging people, not taking people down because you want because you want because you want to be you want to be their lord you want to lord over them, and when they don't let you lord over them, no, they got a demon in them, they got a spirit of this, they got a spirit of that, or I've been I've been personally I've been called passive aggressive, I've been called. 
rebellious because I didn't believe in their garbage. Once it's pure garbage, anyway. The only one that can deliver anybody and clean anybody up is the Holy Spirit. I mean, all this symbolic crap that people do, it doesn't do any good. It's, it's, just, it's, it's, use, it's basically useless. I mean, all it is is the works of the flesh. You're, 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 trying to do, you're just trying to do something outwardly to try to connect God. You use your heart to connect heaven. You use your heart to use the heart. You tell, take, you teach people how to use their heart to connect to heaven, to get healed up or something. You teach them to connect their heart to heaven to get the things of God in them so they can hear the voice of God and they know what to do and they know the scriptures and teach them about the scriptures the proper way. They're not just pick and choose and shake it all up and call it call it some sort of imaginary doctrine. I mean, this stuff, a lot of stuff I've heard, they, they, they come out of Cracker Jacks boxes with prayer and stuff in that. I mean, we've got to throw this stuff out. It doesn't produce fruit. It doesn't produce anything of the Spirit. All it's going to do is produce hate, resentment. It's going to cause people to live in timidity. Where people it's sowing fear. You're sowing doubt and disbelief in their life. You're sowing strife. You're teaching people that it's okay to control others. I mean, that's, that's just basically what it is. got to throw that fruit out. That fruit does not belong in the kingdom of God. This stuff does not belong at all in the kingdom of God. That is not how the kingdom of God is operating. Nobody owes you a thing. I mean, Kenneth Copeland told me years ago, son, nobody ever owes you a don't nobody owes you a thing. You owe everybody everything that Jesus has for them. That's about being in ministry. You sacrifice who you are for others. I mean, a lot of the stuff that the churches teach is it how the church, what churches teach people and what the churches put out there. I just wonder where they get it. Are they just, it's because what the problem is, is that they're so bored with the things of the Spirit, they're coming up with their own things to try to make up for what the Holy Spirit's not doing. You can never replace the Holy, the works of the Holy Spirit. You can never replace the move of the Holy Spirit. You cannot force the Holy Spirit to move for you. You want the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you've got to surrender everything that you are. You've got to sacrifice everything that you are. You've got to place it on that altar, burn it up so there's nothing left until Jesus can raise it, resurrect it and re resume it. This is not a competition, folks. We're all, we're supposed to work together. I've seen churches that are so in competition, everybody in there is in competition with one another. It's so, everybody's in competition to want to fight each other for position, want to fight each other over this and that, I mean, over stupid stuff. I mean, stuff that shouldn't even be brought up. But they're, they're, they're fighting over each other because they think that the one another's got something better, or they got this keeping up with the Kardashians mentality, where they think that they can walk around with the most lavish things and they, and they have to they have to outdo one another. And that that's not even ministry. That ain't even that's not even what the church is even ordained for. Jesus died. The church is raised. The church was put on earth so we can connect God with man and to bring people in to bring be born again. Raise them up so they can go up and be cups, be a cup, so they can fill up, pour out, and repeat. 
fill up, pour out, we'll teach. That's what it's all about. It's about filling, coming and teaching people to come into the salvation knowledge of Christ, resurrecting them up, training them into ministry, and then sending them out to go out and win more people out there. When then more people will go out and bring other people into the church, and they will fill them up with the Word of God, fill them up with the things of God, and they can pour out and they can repeat it, and it makes this thing even bigger. But are we doing it? No, because we think that we that our that, that we can just sit on a church pew on Sunday and just go out and do nothing for the rest of the week. That we that it's all about what we can get into. It's in it for us and nobody else. This is not about this. What's in it for us? We've got to crucify who we are. We've got to be crucified on that cross with Christ. Everything that we want, that should be crucified. The reason why I have everything that we're doing here is because because God blessed me. God blessed me beyond measure. Because I was willing to pour out. I'm willing to pour out. I'm willing to give. I'm not. I'm not asking nothing in return. I mean, I could care less if I have anything in return. But God gives it to you anyway because He knows that you're not. There's a there's a realm of maturity. There's a there's a big thing of immaturity in the church nowadays. There's not enough mature Christians out there. There's a bunch of babies, twenty-something-year-old babies out there running around in diapers still. They got born again twenty-something years ago, twenty years ago or whatever. They never got. They never got matured. They never got raised up. They never got properly taught the Word of God to begin with. If they were taught properly taught the Word of God and they taught properly taught about the things of God and the things of the Holy Spirit, we would be in a much better place than where we are now. We've got to get back to that place, folks, where we're raising people up. The church is not a, not a lounge, not a living room. We just flop down and sit down and listen to the preacher and then get up and leave and do nothing about it. Oh, we don't want no we don't want no sinners in our church. Where else do you think sinners are supposed to go to? The strip club? Do you think they should be going to the bar, getting drunk? Yeah, just go to the tavern and get it over with. Think they should be going out to the brothels, the, or or do you think they should be you should be bringing sinners in? So what if they're if they're struggling with homosexuality? So what if they're struggling with being a lesbian? So what if they're struggling with being transgender? We bring them into church. They see they 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 sense they feel the touch of the Holy Spirit, and they get set free from what that thing that they're struggling with. Amen. We gotta you gotta quit just thinking that we are the Holy Spirit. There's nobody in charge in this church. Well, I'm I'm a place you got they gotta you gotta understand that there's a realm of submission to authority. Where is that in the Bible? You gotta submit to our authority and, and be under us. Trust me, I was in that place before where I was under pastors who were controlling. Pastors that didn't know what they were doing, they were all about themselves and about gathering their own people. And when the time when the pastors changed things up, they weren't in for it. They knew what they were in for, they were had for. So they took up and they they, they went and they destroyed the church when they left. Because the pastor finally caught on to what they were doing. I mean. This stuff has got to go. That is rotten fruit. They're not going to win nobody. They're not going to bring nobody in. 
all their ministry, their ministry is going to do is go poof, up in smoke, nothing left. Because they're not operating off the Holy Spirit, they're operating off the flesh, and eventually that, that thing that they had built by, they had built by themselves, that thing is going to run out of gas and they're going to be dead on the side of the road. Amen. I mean, this is. This, I mean, I'm not trying to hit on things. I'm trying to. I'm trying to set. The, I'm trying to set the pace. I'm not here to try to beat people up. And those pastors that did that, I'm going to tell you something. I speak them to deliver. I speak deliverance over their lives. I ask. I ask God to convict them, that they come in a in a repent for their actions, which they a lot of them has never have. But oh well, you know. But. We can't we, we can't operate that way anymore in the church. This operating off the fruits of the flesh, the things of the, the things of the, the working off the things that are outside the fruit of the spirit, it's got to be thrown out. We got to throw it away. Get rid of it. Get it out of your life. Get it out of your ministry. Get it out of your family. Burn that thing. Kill it. I mean, religion is bad about being controlling and manipulative. I mean, we've got we kill that religious cow, like Pastor Rodney would say. There's some religious cows that people need to kill off. It's 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 just it just needs to be it just needs to be gotten rid of. Rotten fruit does not produce. It doesn't. And, and if you take a seed out of some, out of a fruit that's rotten, you plant it in the ground, it will never grow. It will never grow. It will never sprout. It will not do anything. That thing will just dry up and just go away. But if you take a fresh fruit, a good fruit, you take the seed out of it, you, you, you dry it out with the, you take it and wrap it all up in newspaper. That's how my grandma used to do it. She took the seeds out. She put them out on newspaper and fold the newspaper over them and let them dry up. And then when she would take them, when it come time for planting time, she'd go out and have me put them in her garden for her. Had me put them so she would have me poke holes in it first, and then every so many feet, every so many inches, she would have me poke holes, and I would place those seed in there, and I would close that, close the ground up on them, and that fruit. I mean, in in, in maybe probably one or two, three weeks time, that that thing sprouting out, producing fruit like you wouldn't, you wouldn't have you like nobody's business. That's how we got to do. We got to use fresh fruit to plant the right seeds. Rotten fruit will never get the job done. Nobody owes anybody anything. Nobody owes you're not entitled to anything. You're not entitled to what you what you think you want. We've got to produce something. We got to start. We have to be a church that produces something, that produces results, that produces produces signs, wonders, miracles, demonstrations, and manifestations of the Holy Spirit. We've got a generation that's hungry for the manifestations, demonstration, the, the resurrection, um, you name it. They're hungry for it. But we're, the churches aren't feeding it to them. They're, they're feeding them some stale garbage that doesn't even, doesn't even grow the fruit that they need. Amen? I'm not trying to beat people over the head. I'm just asking people. I'm, I'm, get, I'm challenging people to win. If you want to win in life, you want to win and win in spring people into the kingdom of God, get rid of the rotten fruit. You want to stop stop being jealous over anybody. Stop thinking you're entitled to something that you're not. 
The only thing I've seen in this Bible that says that we're entitled to, and that is going to devil's hell. That devil's hell is where we're, where we're entitled to. Because the Bible says we're all sinners saved by grace. All have fallen short of the glory. Stop acting like you're more important than anybody else. That's just because there's a person that has a ministry that does produces a higher scale than the other one doesn't mean that person's greater. That means that person's got a different purpose. That's all. Amen. I mean, I could sugarcoat this. I can make this sound all pretty. Or I could tell you the truth and get you past that point in your life and get you even further in the things of God. It's time to connect the church with the things of God. Time to change things up a bit. Time to get rid of things and put different, bring bring different people into your life. People being around the right people means all in the world. I mean, I would rather hang out with people like Pastor Rick. It's not that I'm trying to suck up to them or anything. I just enjoy the fruit they produce. Jack Harris, you name it. Pastor Josh, Pastor Corey. Uh, Pastor Donna, Pastor Donica, Pastor Rodney. Um, it's because I enjoy the fruit they produce. I love the fruit they produce. They produce the right fruit in their life. They're, they're contenders for the things of the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Hmm. I don't know what else to say, but this is, this is, I mean, this is, that's all, like, this has been really good. We've got to take, we've got to throw out the rotten fruit. We've got to produce good fruit. We've got to, we've got to do things that are a little bit better. Improve on things. Correct things in our life. Correct things in our ministry, the way we minister to people. Stop trying to control people when you're getting saved. When you're trying to get delivered, it's never going to work. Amen. It'll all go up in smoke. God didn't. Jesus didn't die so we can. He died so because God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. Not because He wanted to. Because God told He's not telling us to go out and control the world and preach the gospel to them by controlling them. He says, "Love, love your neighbor as you would love yourself." The great commandment and the great commission. Great commandment is love your neighbor as you love thyself. Great commission is go into all the world and preach the gospel. Not manipulate them into getting saved. Not manipulating and getting delivered. Not being jealous. Not being full of strife and envy. Not provoking. Not being full of bitterness and being full of rage and anger and and like like you want to tear somebody's head off at a moment's notice. Amen. Well, I hope this has helped you. Thank you for joining me. This is a production of Saxbury International Revival Ministries. For more info on our ministry, please contact me at revivalistjfs3 at gmail.com or text me at 636-368-6490. God bless you and have a great day.